back back here with another episode of clutch crew sports another crazy week of football uh i felt pretty good about my locks this week we'll get to those and uh we've got the nba finals on the horizon so a lot of great things happening in sports right now we're gonna be happy to share with you guys let me introduce you now to the rest of our crew what's going on guys it is connor the co-host with the most and i'm pretty excited to be talking about nfl here i'm Still the only member of the Clutch crew whose team is still undefeated. Steelers are mm-hmm. 3-0. and Woo! Um, <laughs> but, <Ew>. yeah, no, I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, you know, they got to make up for how bad the Hornets were. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited to talk about the NFL. And also, you know, hopefully I did okay on the locks, but hoping to, for a better week next week. What's going on, y'all? This is Eric, your ranting co-host. And once again, I could rant on myself with uh, another bad lock board performance. Uh, I, I can at least take solace in the fact that in our NFL weekly picks, I am in first place in that. But with the lock board, uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah, at least you still, well... If the result holds right now, you'll still have a two-game lead over Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's up, guys? Nate here. Um, definitely uh, in the same boat as Eric here. My lock board has not been um, living up to the hype so far this year. So looking to get on the right track with that, hopefully this weekend. I'm excited to talk about some great NFL games this past weekend with the guys. So. Yeah, really. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the lock board halfway through the show to show you guys exactly what went down this week with our locks. Um, but first, as always, we're going to go around the shield, talk about the NFL. And we have a different topic from last week, talking about coaches, job security. So I'll let Connor explain what we're going to be doing here on this next slide. <laughs> Yeah, so, well, according to the spectrum, Nate looks like he's going to be fired. Um, <laughs> we're going off lockboard points. <laughs> might be. Yeah, you got to get a minimum number. Well, okay, well here, well, here we go. Then let me let me just uh, fix this really quick then. Um, but, uh... <laughs> fired. There's still time to turn it around, okay? <laughs> but yeah, so um I figured this is pretty similar to what we did last week with the um with like, you know, the buy and sell, but this week we're gonna do it with NFL coaches. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are overperforming right now. There's a lot of certainly a lot of teams that are underperforming, so I decided that we should, you know, do an early season coaching carousel. We're probably we're definitely gonna do this at some point, probably like week sixteen or week seventeen later in the year, because when all the firings will actually take place. But um figure we'd talk about it right now because who knows with one of these coaches on this list might just end up being fired next week. So um, we'll see how it goes. But <laughs> I guess we'll start off probably with the most obvious one that I'm sure everybody's thinking of. We'll start with Adam Gase. <laughs> Safe or fired? I don't even need to move. <laughs> can, I need to like, can I like move this off the spectrum? <laughs> yeah, I see it there. I see oh, so it. we're going further to the right for uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm behind. Yeah, let me shift mine a little bit that way. Okay. So basically, guys, all of us are in agreement that Adam Gase should be fired. And then uh, we've got a spectrum on here. So Eric, I guess, is having the uh, the most... He, he's closer to the middle than everybody else. Well, but... it's more so an issue of moving the picture on my oh, phone. Okay. I... 
well, okay. I, I think we all like fully agree on this one. Like, Gase should go. be fired. I mean, okay, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I mean, um, I, yeah. Go I ahead, will say on. for I will say for Jets fans, like they. I mean, yeah, Adam Gase needs to be fired, but Sam Darnold needs to go too. Like, I I still don't understand all these Jets fans. I'm like, oh, Sam Darnold is not the problem, and I'm like. I mean, it's funny. We were just talking about this before the podcast, like alluding to Matt Ryan. Like, you know, the Falcons are garbage, but Matt Ryan still puts up like 4,500 passing yards. Like if Sam Darnold was doing that, then, yeah, he's definitely not the problem. But, um, you know, when you're only putting up like 3,000 a year and only throwing like one more touchdown than interception, it seems like you might also be part of the problem. So, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I mean, in that last game against the Colts, if the Colts offense hadn't scored a single point, the Colts still would have won 16 to seven. <laughs> like that's bad. That's bad. Well, it was yeah, funny I, it's not like the running backs were fumbling and scooping scores. Like he took a safety and threw two pick sixes. Like yeah. that's, that's trash. Well, well there, there was a guy who like I was talking to on Facebook and he was like trying to defend Sam Darnold being like, Oh, the rest of the team is trash. I was like, you know, or like Gaze is trash. And I was like those three interceptions. Like I went back and watched the highlights like the two pick sixes, he had a clean pocket on those pick sixes. That was like it was just a bad decision. And then like the one that wasn't a pick six, he threw it into like triple coverage. It's like how is that's that? That's what he does, man. That's like, how is that not he's, Sam seeing, fault? he's seeing ghosts again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, those but ghosts Sam, keep getting in the way. Sam Darnold's been bad, but obviously Gase has also been bad too. And I, I don't even think he ever should have been a head coach for the Jets. I was mm. when they made that hire, I was shocked that they decided to hire him. But uh, it's not it's not working out at all. I think it's year two, maybe year three for him. But it's uh, it's not good for Adam Gase right now. So we'll move on <laughs> to the next one though and see uh, see where he falls because he's an interesting one. Yeah. So um, I know obviously this team has you know they just drafted a quarterback and they're looking towards the future, but. Definitely not the start that they wanted, and obviously a poor season last year. So where do you think Zach Taylor, the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, will fall? Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I was wondering if Zach wasn't moving or like... No, no, I'm staying put. I'm Ooh. staying put where I was at. <laughs> so... To give everybody, uh, by the way, I think someone's mic is like buzzing right now. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can hear like a. I wonder if that's mine. Say, I don't don't even have a mic plugged in, so it's not me. (laughs) Let me try muting mine real quick. All right, sorry, sorry. We we won't just maybe if we talk over it, you won't hear it as much. (laughs) Um. Okay, so. Basically, for Zach Taylor, Eric, Connor, and Nate all had him on the safe side, but fairly close to the middle, whereas I'm about 80% on the fired side. So I'm, I'm, on the, um, I'm the lone wolf on the fired for Zach Taylor. I'm not saying he needs to be fired right now, but um, he hasn't. I've seen enough of what Zach Taylor has done for this team, and it's been nothing. They won, like, three games last year they haven't won a game this year they've had so many opportunities to win i just don't see what the hype is with him Uh, and the problem with cincinnati too is i know this is going to happen is zach taylor is going to get like five years 
for this job and he's going to win like <laughs> four games a year because Cincinnati never fires their head coaches, no matter how, how bad Poor they Lewis. are. So, yeah. So, I mean, he's definitely going to be safe with the ownership in Cincinnati, but I think I've, I've seen enough from him. I, they're going to waste Joe Burrow's prime if he's still the coach after this year is my opinion, but you guys are more in the middle leaning safe. So, uh, Connor, why did you, uh, why do you disagree with me? I mean, I guess for me, it's, you know, obviously it's not a good look, the fact that they were bad this year, but I think given the fact that they just drafted a new quarterback and, you know, they are sort of in a rebuilding phase, I think they give him one more season. Um, I mean, unless I will say that like the reason why I'm only kind of like partially on the safe is because if they do end up like only winning like two games this year, then I think he'll be fired. But I think they could probably squeak out like four or five wins. And I think that'll be enough to, he can use the excuse of like, well, you know, we're rebuilding new quarterback, blah, 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 blah. You know, defense Mm -hmm. still sucks. So that's not my fault. You know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I think, I think if they can get four or five games, four or five wins, I think he'll be they'll be, he'll be around for one more year. But yeah. if they only win like two games, then yeah, he'll be gone. But for right now, I'm like just right on the the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nate, Nate, and Eric are like right in the same spot. So I'll ask Nate. Um, do you agree with what Connor said? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much with Connor here. I don't disagree with what you said. I don't think he's personally a great coach. And like you said, the Bengals traditionally have. Um, not always acted in the best interest of the organization, these kind of situations. But I definitely think, you know, he's a second-year guy. Um, they just picked a quarterback number one overall that obviously they're committed to for the long haul. So I think um, he's guaranteed to finish out this season, um, going to next season. And maybe next season, if he, they do bad again, he'll get fired. But I think he's definitely got um, the job security, um, at least for this year and next year. All right, let's go on to our next uh, candidate. So, Connor, tell us who that is. <laughs> yeah, so this will be an interesting candidate for uh, Zach and Eric here. So, <laughs> yeah, obviously, we all thought he was going to be fired after last year. Zach, I mean, Eric even had a whole rant on it. So, obviously, the Jaguars have had a better start to the season than most people would have thought. But where does Doug Marone stand on the safe or fired scale? <clears throat> Ooh, okay. Ooh. So, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> uh, so Eric is fully in the safe. Oh, even moving to more to left. Uh, <laughs> and wow. then I'm, I'm about the guy who ranted on him. <laughs> well, yeah. Eric will explain. Eric will explain. I'm still on safe, not as safe as Eric. And then Connor and Nate are on the fired side, about in the middle point of that. Nate on the the most extreme for the fired, but uh. <laughs> Eric, I want to hear from you. Uh, why why is it so safe? <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like what I said in the AFC South preview. I guess what I'll say, too, is like I'm basing my picks on these more so on what I think will happen, not necessarily what I feel like should happen. Because, I mean, if I was going by what I feel like should happen, like yeah. I would be on the other end of the spectrum. But I think that... After the Jaguars fired Tom Coughlin, I think Shad Khan met with Doug Marone and Caldwell and maybe the assistant coaches, I don't know. But 
I think he promised them at least two seasons to give them time to try to rebuild the team because I know they came out with this whole thing about, oh, we have to win now. And you know, if we don't win now, then we're failures and all this <laughs> stuff, whatever they said. Yeah. But if you're a coach and a GM and you're in a position where you're forced to win this season, you're not trading away Calais Campbell. You're not trading. You're not cutting Leonard Fournette. You're not doing all of these moves that they made. You know, you're not giving up some of these players for peanuts. Like you're not doing. All <laughs> they're they're doing this so that they can free up cap room and to try to be aggressive and free agent. And of course, they're stockpiling on draft picks so they can get more young guys in there. And that's what they're. You're not doing that. You're not doing all that if you have to win right now. So, like, I even said in the AFC South preview, like, the, I feel like the Jaguars could go 0-16 and, and Doug Marone would be safe. I mean, obviously, we won a game, so we can't do that now. But even if we did go 0-16, like, I feel like Doug Marone would be safe. And obviously, I don't want that. But now, who could be fired tomorrow would be Todd Wash. Please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wake up, Jaguars management, and fire this guy. He must have some uh, dirt he is on like Shaw. Naked, like... He has naked pics of Doug Marone on his phone or something. Like <laughs> I, he, I see people, too, and this is turning into a rant, too. I see people on Twitter, and they're like, well, Jaguars don't have anybody on defense. Like. Why why would you, why are you blaming Todd Wash? We have two first round picks as Ed Rusher as edge rushers. We have a first round pick at corner, and we have two veterans who are solid at the linebacker position. Now, yes, the rest of the defense is not very good, but we have pieces on the defense. We should not be giving up thirty plus points again. To the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ryan, yeah well... Ryan Fitzpatrick should not <laughs> complete ninety percent of his passes against you. Like <laughs> Ryan Tannehill should not have thrown for <laughs> four, four touchdowns. touchdowns against you. Like I am sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Like uh so yeah Todd Wash can go, but unfortunately like I said, we could lose all the rest of our games this year, and Doug Marone's going to be safe. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I'm not as extreme as Eric on this one. I think they need to show some progress. I think for for Marone to really be safe, I think Minshew has to, you know, prove and secure that he's the quarterback. Because if he's, even if the record is like six and ten, but Minshew is for sure the guy, then I think he comes back. But I think if the wheels fall off and they go and they only win like three four games, then uh, then I think Marone will be fired. I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, they've played three games this year. Two of the games, they exceeded expectations, and then one of the games, they really underperformed. So in its entirety, within just three games, I think Marone's done a good enough job to, to warrant still being the coach. We'll see how it plays out the rest of the year, but they have a really easy schedule this season and and some of their matchups coming up, they easily could win a couple of games. So I, I don't think he's going to get fired, but um, if the wheels fall off, I think he does, but let's, let's just hear from one of you guys on the fired side. Uh, I guess Connor um, as a non Jags fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll definitely say that this is 
higher up on the spectrum than I would have been at the start of the season. Like, if it had been the start of the season, I mean, even with all those moves, I still would have been further to the right. But it's definitely just been those, you know, week one and week two that's convinced me that, you know, he's... Because for me, he needs to earn, you know, he needs to earn it back. And he started to do that in week one, week two, you know, with uh, beating the Colts and then almost beating the Titans, who are, you know, still undefeated right now. But... I mean, if if that if we were only through two weeks, I'd probably be in the middle. But that horrible performance against the mm-hmm. Dolphins last week moved me down a, a bit more. So um, <laughs> I definitely think he's trending in the right direction. I mean, I still think they should fire him. Like, I mean, I'm with, you know, I know Eric said that he thinks they should fire him, but I still think they should. But like you said, I don't know if they will yeah, just because yeah. they're definitely in a rebuilding mode. I mean, it's kind of a similar thing with Zach Taylor, I guess, even though Marone's definitely had more time. Mm-hmm. But um they're in a rebuilding and they know it so who knows yeah, we'll bro, see this owner gave gus bradley like four freaking seasons okay like, <laughs> as much as i want him gone he's not going anywhere see they're, they're trying to be will, like they're, they're trying to it they're still they're trying to be like the steelers but they're not getting it but they're not doing it with good coaches they're doing it yep. with bad coaches yeah <laughs> yeah no. all right well there's it's... another afc south coach on the on the hot seat um well before we move on is yeah. that an official for the lo- a lock I, from eric that doug Brown is lock, not getting fired i will lock the living crap out of that he's oh not, my whoa he's not going if he gets there. fired this tape's gonna get playback someday good. <laughs> good. Because, see it works out for me either way because either either a i get it right and I, my lock comes true that doug marone doesn't get fired or b maybe i look a little goofy getting this replayed but at least i get what we want what i want yeah, and we get a different coach so it's <laughs> for me i don't care <laughs> All right. Oh, all right. So, I did not yeah, expect to get this fired up tonight. But I <laughs> well, yeah. you know, every time I bring up the Jags, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but um, yeah. So move on. To, like Zach said, another AFC South coach. Um, very infamous for some of his offseason moves and maybe some of his moves this season. But Bill O'Brien, where does he fall on the spectrum? I did. <laughs> Eric, did you you moved yours, right? Yeah, I moved. Okay. All right. So Eric is uh a little bit more than he's on the safe side, uh, a little bit past that halfway point. Um, and then Connor, Nate, and myself are all like off the board here on the fired side. <laughs> we're, we're all on the fired. So I'm curious, Eric, explain the safe pack. Well, I'm definitely not gonna say like a hundred percent for sure that he's safe. But the reason why I don't have him as far over as you guys do is because if you look at the schedule the Texans have played so far, like they've had a really rough start with who they've had to play in the beginning of the season. I mean, they played the Chiefs and the Ravens who are like, I mean, the Ravens aren't doing so good tonight right now, but. You know, going into the season, most people would say that those were like the two best teams in the you know, whole AFC, and then they had to play the Steelers, who are known for having a great defense, and they've got Big Ben back. So, I mean, that that's a rough start, and they haven't, I mean, they haven't looked great or anything, but I'm willing to give them a pass for now in the sense that it's not now, if, if they were 0-3 and had lost mm-hmm. to, like, the Jets and the Giants <laughs> and, like, the Bengals or something, then I would have them way over there where you guys have them, but 
I, uh, I'm willing to give him a little more time. And yeah. plus just, there's a little bit of wishful thinking as a Jags fan that he stays safe. Uh, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but, but I did say I would go into this just, you know, with what I think will happen. And as of right now, I, I still think he's safe barring, yeah. you know, we will be coming back to this later in the year. So if it stays, uh, you know, if their record keeps staying bad, then I'll definitely change. But for now I'm keeping him safe. Okay, so I'll I'll let Nate talk on the fired side for the three of us. So Nate, um, why do you disagree with Eric? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely agree that they played through three really good teams. Like I'm not saying he should be fired, you know, mid season because they definitely still have some room to turn it around. But I think just when you look at his whole record over the course of the time he's been, um. In Houston, and you know the, the moves he's made with players, getting uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know the best player they've had in a few years, kicked out of Houston, um, and all of that for uh, David Johnson. To, <laughs> yeah, for David Johnson, and I think it's all starting to add up. Uh, if they don't turn it around, I think he definitely should be fired, especially looking in the context of they just gave Deshaun Watson all that money, and I think um, they can't afford to have have a guy like Bill O'Brien around for the next few years and, you know, win like seven games, you know, with a guy like Watson, you got to go all in and get a new coach mm-hmm. as fast as possible and kind of see if you can put a team together around him because they've got a really limited window there, I would say. So, yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's power through some of the next ones and, and move on to the, to the next right. coach. I will say one last thing about Bill O'Brien for me is that, I have, you know, Eric just locked that Barone was coming back, but I do have it on the lock board that O'Brien was going to be fired. So <laughs> I got I to gotta yep, keep up. True. Connor, why would you make a lock like that? <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to move on to another 0-3 team, um, Vic Fangio of the Denver Broncos. Ooh, okay. Mm. So, um, Wait, is Eric is on the board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's on the. He... Oh, you are. Oh. <laughs> you went way um, off the chain. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Eric is right in the middle, fifty-fifty on this. I am on the complete fired side. Connor's on the complete safe side, and Nate is on the safe side in between Eric and Connor. So. We'll hear from, I guess, on this one, it's going to be real interesting. So I want to hear from all three of us, uh, Connor, Nate, Connor, Eric, and myself. So I'll I'll go first. Uh, The number one thing as a head coach, like, that you should be able to do is manage the clock. And Fangio, (laughs) last year, (laughs) year, he was terrible at this. This year, the worst part about uh, what happened in week one is he's still defending what he was doing. Like, I can get okay, like, you know, maybe I, you know, just own up that you messed up and you, you screwed it up. And you're like, yeah, I, I got to think, I got to be better next time. Like better but choices. <laughs> he still defended what he did. So, and so I think if they end up in a situation where, similar to week one, I think he's going to do exactly what he did before. And it's going to be an automatic loss if he does what he did before. So, Fangio. He's not shown me anything. He's one of those guys that is more of a coordinator than a head coach. I I just don't think he's gonna gonna um, make it another year, especially at the rate they're going right now. And who knows how much longer Locke's out? But I think if Locke stays hurt too, then it's only gonna make it worse for him. 
but Eric in the middle, curious, this is the first like true middle pick we've had all day. So Eric, why in the middle? Yeah, I definitely am in agreement with you here. I didn't realize that he was still like defending his bad play. That kind of makes me want to move slightly more to the fire side. But <laughs> the, the reason why I'm right in the center is because they, the Broncos have had a ton of injuries this year so far. And, you know, when you lose your quarterback and then like your best defensive player and you're not even at week two of the season yet, like, that doesn't bode well for anybody. So even though I don't feel like he's such a, I don't even, I don't feel like he's a great coach or anything. I think he at least has this as an excuse where he can be like, look, you know, I didn't, I, I had to, I had to get to a point where I probably had to start Blake Bortles, you know, like what, what else? Am I <laughs> to do, you know what I'm saying? So I never want to be in that situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, I just that's why I think he has a chance to be safe but could be fired because I definitely agree with what Zach said. I just think there's just been so many injuries, but at least Doug Marone admitted that he's gonna stop deferring on the coin toss <laughs> how bad the yeah. defense is. Like if he wins the coin toss, he's gonna receive. So at least he admits his mistakes. That's better than this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let Connor and Nate Yeah, Connor's Connor's fully unsafe here. So I wanna hear from him. Yeah, I think my biggest thing with them is it just has to be all the injuries. Like, and also, I mean, kind of similar to Houston. Like, I mean, I, they've played three pretty good teams the first two. I mean, like, they barely lost to Tennessee. I mean, mainly because of, like, what Zach said, his uh, time management decisions. But then losing to Pittsburgh and losing to Tampa Bay, who are two of the better teams in the league. Um, so, I mean, that 0-3 is not quite as bad as maybe, like, the Vikings is 0-3 right now. But... Um, it's just all the injuries for me that you can't really blame them too much when, I mean, their quarterback is hurt. Philip Lindsay is hurt. Cortland Sutton's going on IR now. Von Miller is hurt. Um, someone else on the defense is hurt. I can't remember who, what it Boye was. Boye was hurt. I know. <laughs> That's right. Boye was, well, there was someone else who got a season ending injury on the defense. I can't remember, but they just have so many injuries that, and also this is only his second year. And again, kind of like with the Bengals, they're in a rebuilding stage right now. So I think Fangio, they're going to give him at least one more season. I mean, even if the Broncos end up going like two and 14, yeah. then, you know, he's got the excuse of, well, you know, we're rebuilding and also like pretty much the entire team was injured. So like, yep, yep. <laughs> you can't blame me too much for that. <clears throat> All right. So, so we'll move on to the next one. So this one, um, I was debating whether to include him or not. This is definitely um, an interesting one for me. But Anthony Lynn of the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> all right. So we're all on the safe side here. Not Eric's the most confident, but um. I'll I'll just speak for myself on this, and then we got to get rolling through the next couple. So, for me with with uh, Lynn is if he were to have started Tyrod um, this past week, if Tyrod didn't have that crazy thing that happened to him with the doctor, um, I think he would be on the fired side. But Herbert's shown a lot in the first couple weeks, and the team as a whole has been promising. They almost came back and beat Carolina. Um, I I think. I think Anthony Lynn will be safe at the end of the day. Uh, I was the only reason I was on the fire side with him was if he was going to bench Herbert <laughs> after how good he did against the Chiefs. But um, 
the team doctor, I guess, prevented that from happening. <laughs> you should, you should thank the team doctor for, uh, for not screwing maybe, that Maybe he went up. to Oregon or something and he's one of the, <laughs> yeah, give Herbert a chance. <laughs> really, really. So that's, I guess anybody wants to say anything different about that? Like, and then we'll no, move on. To the next I, one. I, I think okay. you pretty much said it. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to the next one. Uh, First year, the only first year head coach on this list right now, um, Joe Judge of the New York Giants. Eric, you saying? Oh, I was about to say, I was about to say, Eric, gonna keep it where it is. <laughs> okay, so we all kind of are in the same area on this one. Um, Connor's and Nate are more in the middle, and then. Eric and myself are on the little bit on the safe side. Uh, let's hear from Nate about why why are you in the middle on this, Nate? Yeah, I'm just in the middle because, like you said, he's a first year uh, head coach. He's only three games in. Um, they looked awful in those three games. They got blown out by um, the 49ers, who are missing like eight guys, half their um, team. eight starters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely not a good start at all. Um, so I think he will be fired at some point, but I don't think the Giants are going to be in a hurry to, you know, admit they're wrong and fire him. Um, I'd be surprised if it was after this season, but I could definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm basically expecting it to happen next season. So that's why I'm yeah. in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you one guy who, you know, needs to be in the over here category is Dave Gettleman. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Goodness yeah. gracious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, next up, another. He was probably the second most talked about coach behind Adam Gase when it comes to potential firings. But uh, Matt Patricia with the Detroit Lions. Okay, so on this one, Eric is in in the middle between safe and fired, and then Connor, myself, and Nate are all on the fired side. Um, I want to hear from Eric on this one, though. Why? Uh, why are you in the middle on this, Eric? Eric. All right. I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll go to him. someone else. <laughs> um, I mean, my thing with Matt. Patricia sorry, is sorry. Like... I, I forgot my. I forgot my mic was muted. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had to go downstairs real fast. Um, no, I just I have him in the middle just because I feel like. Them beating Arizona was impressive, and in week one against the Bears, if DeAndre Swift doesn't drop that pass, then they win that game, and they're two and one. So, I the Lions are doing better than what I would have thought. I was really shocked that they beat Arizona. I guess that was kind of the turning point for me that put me more in the middle. Uh, I think if they'd had like an ugly game there, I would have definitely been leaning more towards fired but at the same time his resume there has not been impressive in the long term so i'm definitely not willing to put him at 100 percent safe or anything like that yeah i mean well i think with matt patricia like i think the biggest thing for me is that like he you know like eric said they should probably they should be two and one right now and i think the lions have the potential to do something better it's just like they're kind of hampered by the fact that they're the, the Detroit Lions and they're kind of destined for failure. Um, so, I, <laughs> sorry, sorry no, we, yeah. I mean, we do have some Lions fans. We've already trust, lost all the Packers fans, and now we're going to lose all the Lions fans. But um, I mean, yeah, I, I just think 
unfortunately for them, that is what's kind of holding them back. Like they just have the most unfortunate things that tend to happen to them. Like DeAndre Swift dropping that touchdown. Like I know he's a rookie and everything, but how often are you going to see something like that happen where the guy is wide open for a game winning touchdown? He just straight up drops it. So um, like I said potential, but I definitely do think, you know, he is going to be fired by the time we get to the end of the season. All right, so we're down to our last two here. So this one is definitely not one I would have expected to put on here when we started the season, but an 0-3 start will definitely land you on here. How about Mike Zimmer from the Minnesota Vikings? All right. Waiting for Eric to make a slight adjustment. Uh, adjustment. (laughs) Eric's been in the middle a lot lately. Uh, Yeah, so... It's hard to move it on my phone, but yeah, I'm, I'll just stay there. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so we're all on the safe side. I'm on the most safe. Connor and Nate are basically in the same spot, and uh, Eric's slightly leaning safe. Um, I just don't see the reason to hit the panic button yet for Zimmer, considering the Vikings have been in the playoffs the last couple of years, and um, I, I expect them to eventually get it around. But I mean, obviously, if they were to go like, if they were to get the number one draft pick or something crazy like that, then he's going to be fired. I just don't see that. Tank for Trevor. (laughs) (laughs) I I just don't see that happening. But um, out of all the coaches that we've talked about, he's got the most like of a resume to Mm -hmm. fall back on, uh, even if this year they underperform. Um, But anyone want to? You guys are more on the fired side, Uh, Nate. Why do you think uh, Zimmer's more likely to get fired than me, but still be safe? (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just more so like, I don't think he's, um, he's definitely one of the better coaches in the NFL. He has been for the past few years, but, um, I think he's not a guy like, you know, a Bill Belichick or someone that, you know, their job is locked well, nobody's in. Nobody's like him. Yeah, no, there's nobody's <laughs> like him, but I mean, you know, there's about five guys I think whose jobs are kind of ironclad, um, like Sean Payton and those guys. Um, so I think he's very, pretty safe, but like you said, they're 0-3 if, you know, they win like three games this year, he might be you know on the outs i think it's definitely earlier early to say i think i'm not saying hit the panic button but um definitely i'm not off to a good start for him yeah i think i think definitely for me the biggest thing for zimmer why i'm like leaning more towards the middle is that like i think it's just the vikings organization i think is just getting a bit fed up i guess is the word i'm looking for because you know they've had good teams for quite a while now and really haven't been able to do anything. And, you know, when you start getting in a, I mean, it's kind of like with Mike McCarthy and green Bay, like, you know, obviously McCarthy had the job for a long time and he won a super bowl with them, but the Packers went, you know, for in a really long stretch where, you know, they had a good team and were making the playoffs, but they weren't reaching that next level. Like they weren't mm-hmm. consistently making the NFC championship game. They weren't consistently, you know, challenging for the super bowl. And I think that's where the Vikings are at right now. Like, Zimmer's had enough time to, you know, and enough talent on the team to really, you know, get this team to at least make a Super Bowl or, you know, maybe, I mean, they made the NFC Championship game once, but, you know, that was kind of on a fluke in a way when they beat the Saints. So, um, and obviously the 0-3 start is not good when they were expected to be, you know, fighting with the Packers for the NFC North crown. So, it's going to be interesting to see how this will out. Like, I ultimately do think they'll bring him back, but I don't think he can take another year of this before the Vikings yeah. are really going to start considering, do we need to start looking for someone else? Because he's been given enough time. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so the last coach on this list is the king of the choke masters himself, Dan Quinn. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm I'm on the should have been fired like a year ago sort of thing with him, but even more now. Like (laughs) basically, guys, everybody, we all picked like fired, like fire right now, ASAP sort of thing. Um, uh, but I'm not too passionate about this. I'm not like a Falcons fan. I know Connor watches the Falcons a little bit and, and likes them. So why? Uh, so Connor, just tell us about the frustrations of Dan Quinn. <laughs> I mean, God, where to start? I mean, it's just you know. I, again, I feel like he's kind of you know a worse version of Mike Zimmer. Like where the Falcons seem to always have this team and then just like completely collapse. And especially you know. Going back to Nate, will obviously loves this the twenty eight to three, you know, in the <laughs> Super Bowl. And I even saw someone uh, after last week when they choked again, you know, after this past weekend when they choked against the Bears, there was someone who had a mask that had like the twenty eight to three on it. And they were like, I think this is appropriate for uh, what happened this week. So, I mean, it's it's just insane, like how <clears throat> how they've choked these two games away. I mean, because in the first week they played Seattle, and you know they just got outplayed in that game. So no shame in that, because Seattle's one of the best teams in the league. But you know, to be up, you know, thirty nine to twenty four on Dallas, and then twenty six to ten on Chicago going into the last quarter, and to just absolutely, you know, wet the bed when on defense is just yeah. unexcusable. Especially when Dan Quinn, you know. I mean, I can't. Is he? He's he's an offensive coach, isn't he? No, he's a he's a defensive. (laughs) That's right. That's right. He is a defensive coach. That's what I was trying to say. You know, the fact Mm -hmm. that he's supposed to be a defensive-minded coach, (laughs) and the defense is by far the worst thing about this team, and it has been for a really long time. I mean, you know, a good a good defensive-minded coach can take the team and you know fix the defense. Like it's kind of like what Mike Tomlin did last year. I mean, the Steelers' defense have been struggling for. A while, and then you know, with Keith Butler trying to trying to be like Dick LeBeau and not really succeeding, and then finally Tomlin took the reins last year, and look what happened. I mean, now we've got one of the best defenses in the league. So, I I just I know there's been a lot of Falcons fans that are calling for his head, and I mean, who's to say that it won't happen? I mean, if it does happen again, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to, but if it does happen again, where they blow like another lead like this, and he like doesn't immediately get fired the next week, then I, I think there's the Falcons are there's something seriously wrong riot. with the front office. The <laughs> like, yeah, yeah the, the fans are gonna riot outside Mercedes Benz Stadium and calling for his head. So, yeah, that's that's the thing, man. You hit you said it when 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 you're supposed to be a defensive guru and you're like the worst team in the NFL on defense. Like, that's bad. Like, that's that's really bad. There's a reason then, why this. There's a reason why the Steelers and the Patriots tend to have really good defenses. <laughs> And how do um how do you not teach your how do how do you have a team that doesn't even know the rules of the game with the onside kick like oh my it's just so many it's just well, 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 little the, things the special, after another. The, I don't know the special teams coordinator should have been fired after that yeah. immediately. Like how Jeez. do you? I mean, they just sat there and stared at it for like ten seconds. Like oh, you know, this is, there's a ball going there. Like, what should we do? Yeah, it's like. Um. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, honestly, honestly, I can't say the Packers are much better because the Saints had like a similar thing when they were trying their onside kick yesterday, and like it obviously didn't end up going ten yards. But the Packers did just like stare at that ball forever, and I'm like, what if it had gone over? Like the Saints player would have been there to grab it, just fall on it. Yeah, 
Um, so that's going to wrap up the, the coaches firing or safe segment. And we'll talk about one NFL game from the past week. I've, I think we talked about the Falcons enough there. And yeah, we, we all are in agreement. I know Eric and, and Nate didn't talk, but they, they agree with us. Um, uh, but this is something that we definitely don't agree on. What we're going to talk about now is between the Packers and saints, the Packers won, obviously 37 to 30 Connor and I got it wrong, but more importantly than just the win-loss thing, there was something that I was really noticing throughout the game. I didn't watch the very end, but um, from what I've seen for the past three weeks with Drew Brees, because I watched a little bit of all their games, uh, is just the total lack of arm strength that he has. And at one point in the in last night's game, I saw a stat where he had only attempted three passes beyond 20 yards, and that's probably changed after the Packers game, but Still, I mean, that's that's one of those things that, like, you hear people say, like, oh, you got a noodle arm. Like, that's a real noodle <laughs> arm if you only throw three times to be on 20 yards. And I know he's never had a cannon or anything like that. But to me, I this is this is uh, really would really be concerning for me if I was a Saints fan because they're so dependent on Alvin Kamara right now and the short passing game that I think teams are eventually going to figure out like how to stop it. And it, it sort of happened in the second half against the Raiders and it happened in the second half with green Bay where uh, they'll carve you up maybe in the first half with Camara and um, the short passing routes and stuff. But eventually team teams just have no respect for Drew Reese to throw it beyond 20 yards that they can sell out for that stuff and make it harder for the saints in the second half. Um, and eventually you're going to be in a situation where it's going to be a crunch situation, an important game. It's going to be like third and 15 or something. And then it's, it's Drew Brees' turn. Where are you going to make the play or not, Drew? And I'm not taking anything away from his career, but right now it sure seems like this is going to be his last season playing in the NFL. And I've seen a, a, a big regression. He wasn't this bad last year. Um, and I know Michael Thomas is out. We'll see what happens when he comes back. But um, Drew just not even taking shots down the field when guys might be getting open. He's not even really looking to throw it down the field, which is concerning to me. But Connor, I know, feels otherwise than me. So let's uh, let's hear from him on this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I think my thing about Breeze is that, like, I mean, like you said, he never had a cannon. So, I mean, you know, even last season when the Saints were the, you know, they were one of the best teams in the league. And, you know, he still was like 30th or something in average yards per throw. So I think it's just my reason why I'm not like, obviously that's concerning. But my reason why I'm not concerned for the Saints is more so because I don't think he needs to be, you know, this lighted up you know, throwing deep, you know, occasionally and getting these balls because it's just the Saints have so many playmakers when it comes to rack yardage. And I, and it's what the Saints have been doing and they've shown to have success with it. Like just dump it off to Kamara and let him do the work or throw like a screen pass to Michael Thomas and let him get the yards, which, and I think the other thing that I was talking about with them when it comes to the receivers and Michael Thomas being out, I think that's a big issue for them right now because I did see a lot of they were showing some of those replays when the Saints' receivers were going down the field and 
you know, even though Breeze wanted to throw it deep, like they just weren't open. And I think the Saints receivers are having problems getting separation without Michael Thomas being there because they're not good enough to make up for. Whereas when Thomas is there, I mean, he's going to command a double team. Like he's going to command a corner and a safety on every play. So I think when he comes back, they'll be able to get that separation for him to open it up a little bit more and possibly because Zach was made a good point when he was talking about like if he doesn't throw it deep, then all the other team has to do is play the short game, like the short passes, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. He doesn't prove to you that he can make that throw. Um, but so when Michael Thomas comes back, I think that's going to change. I mean, obviously it's still early, so we still have to mm-hmm. see. But the other thing for me, like, you know, with the Saints on offense is that they have probably one of the best running back duos in the league with Kamara and Latavius Murray. Like Latavius Murray is a really good ground and pound guy. Like he'll get you those tough yards. And obviously Alvin Kamara is Alvin Kamara. So, you know, but Murray is kind of taking over the role that Mark Ingram used to have all the time in the Saints, Mm -hmm. you know, back when he was there. So I think more so for the Saints, if I had a bigger concern for the Saints right now, it's not really Drew Brees. It's more so their secondary when it comes to the Saints, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened to this secondary over the course of, you know, last season, but I mean, especially Marshawn Lattimore, like he has just been getting burned consistently on, you know, he got burned by Alan Lazard a couple times. And, you know, he got burned a couple times by, um, what was his name? He got burned by, uh, I can't, what's his name on the Raiders? Why am I losing his name? Uh, Ruggs or Renfro. I think it was, I don't know. There was some. There was somebody on the Raiders that like burned him a couple yeah. times, and it's like, whoa. Someone uh, <laughs> fixed our mic. All right. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So it's just like I don't know because you know I was looking at the you know they do those pro football focus rankings every you know they do it throughout the season and when it came to Janoris Jenkins he was ranked like I think it was like like fifth or seventh or something like that whereas Lattimore was like 75th so I don't know yeah, what's happened to Marshawn Lattimore but that would be my biggest concern obviously Breeze is slightly concerning but I don't think it's going to kill them if they can just get this defense figured out yeah I, w- I want to hear real quick before we go to Lockboard from Eric because Eric's a big Drew Breeze fan where do you stand on this Eric I am I right now I'm leaning a little bit more with you Zach I, I don't disagree with what connor is saying i mean they definitely need to get that defense fixed but if michael thomas comes back and it's still a lot of dinking and dunking and stuff like that it what it's reminding me of right now from what i'm seeing was like peyton manning's last year Mm -hmm. when he won the super bowl like the defense carried them and that was what won them the super bowl but i mean i don't think in the last half of Peyton Manning's last season, he almost never threw a pass over 20 yards. Like his, his arm strength was getting really bad. And that's what I, I watched a little bit of this game and like pretty much every pass was either like a screen or a slant or like a drag route or just, it was all this like, or like a dump off to come dump off into flat or just like all these little dink and dunkage plays. And, and for the most part, they were, working at the time like connor said that you know guys were getting a lot of rack yardage and you know they did you know put up a lot of points but i just don't know if they can fully rely on that going forward because i think when it you know if they get to the playoffs and they're going to be going against what are typically going to be the you know better defenses in the nfl at that point i don't think they're going to be able to carry it and get too far if 
Breeze can't show that he can hit some downfield passes because if you look at what the Seahawks did to Peyton Manning in that Super Bowl mm. game, I mean, <laughs> they, they knew what he was going to do. They knew he was going to rely on the short passing a lot, and they just destroyed that. And I feel like that if the Saints make the playoffs, if Drew Brees can't start hitting some more downfield passes, I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen to them. Yeah. Well, so that's, I will say I will yeah. I will make one comment. I think you were where you mentioned you talked about the Seahawks, but that was the year he broke Peyton Manning broke all the passing records. What yeah, he did. Like, yeah, he did. But if you if you watch his performance in that Super Bowl, he did. Not, well, well, yeah, no, the, the Super Bowl. I mean, that was a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. When when they when they got beat forty three to eight, he they were doing a lot of drag routes and over the middle and like trying to find the safety blanket for five yards and, and the Seahawks yeah. just killed that. Like they, yeah. that because Peyton Manning's arm strength was going downhill at that point. It wasn't as bad as it was when in the Carolina Super Bowl, but he was on the decline then too. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks took advantage. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, really? As much as All I right, so to we'll, say it. Let's, uh, let's move into the lock board now. So last week, I got 10 points from the lock boards, uh, two fivers. Um, Eric got three, <laughs> Connor got four, and Nate got three. So when you look at the total standings, I'm in first with 20 points. Connor's in second with 18. Eric's in third with 10. Nate in last place with six. Um, but at least, Nate, you got uh, half your points this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I did, too. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I, I also did, too. So me and Nate both had uh, half of our total points from this week. Um, let's look and see how everybody did here. A lot of red on the screen, some green. But since I got the most points, I'll review my locks that I made. Uh, Nuggets over the Lakers. Now, that was game four that we predicted on here so obviously they lost game five but um they pulled it out they won pretty easily uh i did get wrong the raiders beating the patriots i got that one wrong and but what made up for it was getting mississippi state over lsu that was a i think a 10 point win for mississippi state uh one of the biggest stories of the first week of college football man lsu does not look good at all (laughs) um but uh so yeah those, those were how my locks went um everybody else got three and four points just getting one or two right uh but we have a new week and that brings new opportunities nate is going to be drafting <laughs> first uh now in this spot he's found himself in a couple times <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> so uh nate let's go take a look at the betting lines here and uh where are you going to go first with your first lock all right so I got a lot to choose from here. Um, yeah, I was trying to look at this earlier, and it's having a tough time then, too. Um, I think I, I got burned playing the college last week, but I think I'm going to go <laughs> back to it again this week. I'm going to try, since Auburn messed up my pick last time, I'm going to take them over uh, Georgia. Okay, so potential three-point play with Auburn over Georgia with the first pick. Eric, you've got the second pick. Uh, where are you going to go, sir? I'm taking the basketball pick off the board. I am. You I think, suck. I think the Lakers, <laughs> well, I think the Lakers, we're going to talk about this later, but while I think the Lakers are going to win the series, I think they could underestimate Miami in game one, and Miami could steal that one. So I'm going to take the heat over the Lakers. 
All right. Yeah, also, Eric, you, you, stole you, the you, you totally <laughs> suck for that. I mean, I, I can't say I'm surprised because these basketball ones have like been where a lot of Zach and I's points have come from. So um, I, I had to do it, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, now I have to rethink what I was going to do. Um, man. Um. Well, that's a zero right there on the New Orleans right there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think I am going to go. This is really tough. Oh, I have no idea because Eric totally stole what I was going to do. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think of getting the higher pick. <laughs> yeah, I think this one might be a little outside of the box, but I think I'm going to take Iowa State to beat Ohio State. Whoa, that's uh, Oklahoma, by the way. Oh, what is it? Yeah, OU is Oklahoma. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, then, yeah, okay. I'm doing that. Iowa State beating Oklahoma. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, so going to college there for a potential uh, three-point play with Iowa State with that upset. I know we're know exactly where I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go the Jags beating the Bengals. I knew Bengals. you were going to do that, but I, I knew Connor <laughs> was going to want the basketball. One, so I had to do it. Yeah, J- uh, Bengals are three-point favorites in that, so it would be a – a three-pointer. Whoa, Eric and... Fisher just caught a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just looked over at the TV. I saw Eric Fisher running in the end zone. <laughs> All right, so that's the first round. We'll go back to Nate now for the top of the second round. All right, so... Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go... Um, oh, wait, where'd it go? Um, I don't know, I'm trying to find some ways to get my uh get back in the point standings here, but I think um uh, I'm actually yeah, I think I think I'm gonna take um Las Vegas over Buffalo. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so a three point play in the NFL there. Buffalo's a three point favorite, uh taking the Raiders to beat them. Uh Eric your next pick, where are you going to go, man? Okay. So, this isn't really something I would want to do, and I know Connor's not going to like this, but I feel like this is a pretty even, decent chance to get three points. I'm going to take the Titans to beat the Steelers. Horrible pick. <laughs> Steelers only a one point uh, favorite there, so yeah, definitely with this. That's yeah, the, I feel, the I feel like it's a chance to, to get three points for basically a pick'em game. So yeah. I, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I obviously will be fine if I don't get the points for this. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, Connor, <laughs> this is definitely a hard week to pick upsets. Like I definitely, you know, the last couple of weeks had a couple ones where I was pretty sure on them, but this is a hard week to do that. I'm wondering if I should like just change my strategy and go with a bunch of safe picks instead. Well, I guess I'll go with one safe pick 
right now because it's always good to get at least one point. So yeah. I'm going to take the Rams to beat the Giants. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Rams 13-point favorites there. That's the second uh, Look, Quan, are, you not a be- are you not a believer in Daniel Jones? Yeah, <laughs> 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 All right, so I, I know where I'm going to be going now with my second pick. And kind of like Eric, I hope it doesn't happen, but I'm going to take Missouri to beat Tennessee in college oh. football. Yeah. Traitor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I sure hope Tennessee wins, but um, I'm, a, I'm a little scared with that matchup, so I'm going to take Missouri. And right. now we're going to start the third round with Nate. Um, all right, so I think I'm going to go back to NFL for this one. Not as many uh, points we made here, but I think I feel pretty good about Chicago over um, Indianapolis now that they're um, giving Nick Foles the start. <laughs> okay, so Nate, Nate taking Chicago again for a second consecutive week. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it worked. It worked out the first time because a uh, big choke job there by the. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all right, so Eric, where's your third and final pick gonna be? Yeah, Nate. All you need the Colts to do is either blow a lead like the Falcons or drop a game-winning touchdown pass, and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the Bears will get that dub. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. Man, <laughs> not a lot of good choices. I know, the best ones have been picked <laughs> over. <laughs> All right, let me, I guess I'm going to go like Connor and try to for sure get a safe one, even though I'm kind of behind. I just don't see any other potential upsets that i'm really feeling so again another one i will be fine if this doesn't happen and i don't especially since this is only one point but i'm going to take the gators to beat south carolina dang it (laughs) (laughs) all right eric stole one for me tonight (laughs) (laughs) oh no that's a one pointer what am i what am i saying here yeah yeah have you taken south carolina yeah that'd be a five yeah yeah that was a five pointer (laughs) All right, uh, All right, Connor. Well, um, I almost feel like I have to pick a five pointer here. I mean, this is like my strategy. I do like a one, a three, and yeah. a five. So, because um, the only, I mean, I definitely don't want to pick Washington to beat Baltimore or the Chargers to beat the Bucks. So, um, I'm like between two college ones. I'm like, I don't know which one I think is more likely, but. Um, I guess I will take. Ooh, huh? oh, stuffy nose here. <laughs> um, I think I'm actually gonna change and do a three pointer because I just don't feel confident enough in any of these yeah. five pointers. So I'm gonna take SMU to beat Memphis. All right. Picking uh, the upset there. Memphis only three point uh, favorite, so could be a three point play there if SMU wins. 
And to round out the this week's lock board, I'm gonna go gonna go conservative, take a one pointer, take the Ravens over the the uh, football team. What? Oh <laughs> three points. That's pretty much. <laughs> three points. Is that what you said, Nate? <laughs> yeah, free. Like, <laughs> I'll take well. it. <laughs> well, you would hope that it would be free points. If yeah. they're thirteen point favorites. Yep. So there you have it, guys. I'll uh, leave the YouTube screen on for you to pause it, take a look if you want. But uh, th- those are our locks for this week. Interesting selection. Um, now let's move on to the NBA segment, talk about some basketball here. So um, really the only big thing going on in basketball right now, it's just the NBA Finals, that's all. Um, <laughs> between the Lakers and the Heat, uh, it's going to be an interesting finals matchup. No, I don't care who you are. Nobody predicted this to happen um, before probably the season. Pick, probably picked the Lakers, but not the Heat. Yeah, 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 really. Um, so we're going to go and make our finals predictions and uh, talk about who we think might be finals MVP and how the series itself is going to go. So I'll start first. Um, I took the Lakers at the start of the year. I took the Lakers... I switched my pick like in the middle part of the season. Then right before the bubble started, I was like, okay, I'm going to stick with the Lakers and and I'm going to stick with the Lakers again. I'm going to say Lakers in six. Um, Connor and I are, I have a feeling are going to really agree on stuff this time. Um, I don't know. Well, okay. So I'm going to, my mind can change. My mind can change a lot over the course of a day. It does. does. And, (laughs) And you might pick the Lakers to win the series, but the heat to win every single game. Um, <laughs> sorry, Eric. Uh, yeah, so I, I think LeBron will be the the Finals MVP just because I think he's Couple been doubles. the most consistent for him. Uh, Anthony Davis. The thing with AD is he has some games where he's for sure the best player, but then there's other games where um, he's not reliable in the fourth quarter. And I think also too, LeBron's going to have a easier matchup against him. Uh, with the Heat, with Butler versus Bam. I think Bam's going to match up real well on AD. Uh, so AD's still going to be great, but I think LeBron gets finals MVP. And like I said, I have Lakers in six, but I do have the Heat win game one, just because the Lakers seem to do that, the feel-out game sort of thing. But then after that, I think it's going to be pretty smooth sailing. I think the Lakers probably win the next three. They go up 3-1. The Heat facing elimination, win a game, um, and then the Lakers close it out the next game. So I, I think it's going to be pretty – I feel pretty confident about this. Um, Are you willing so, to lock it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to lock it. But um, <laughs> I, I definitely – compared to last year's finals, I think this is a, lot, a bit more one-sided. Um, and another thing, too, is just I don't think Hero is going to do what he did against the Celtics. I, I'm still – not a big fan of Hero. I mean, like, he's good and all, but they really needed him to win that Boston series. Uh, and in one of those games, he scored, like, 33 or something. They needed all those points. I just don't see the Lakers allowing him to score. I think the Lakers are a better defensive team than the Celtics were. Um, and Jimmy Butler, too, hasn't been the greatest. I mean, the, the Heat definitely don't have, a, in my opinion, like a number one player. It's, it's between Butler and Bam. But there's no con- no like for sure number one guy. The thing with the Heat is they they're hot from three point shooting right now. We'll see if it continues. 
if it does, then I think the series could get real interesting considering the Lakers usually aren't hot from three. But um, I, I got the Lakers winning. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be pretty safe sailing for the Lakers. I don't think they have to worry too much. Um, but I do do have them winning in six. So I have the Heat winning two games. I think they'll they'll pull some of those games out. But um, Sorry, BGN. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, BGN. But uh, Eric... Um, Curious to hear your thoughts on on how many games this will take, finals MVP, and who wins, that sort of thing. Yeah, so I think uh, the Heat, I mean, the sorry, I think the Lakers will win <laughs> in five games. Uh, I think the Heat could come out, and I think they're going to sneak and get game one. Uh, that's why I made that pick <laughs> and I, on the lock board. Uh, because the Lakers have seemed to do that. They, they, I mean, they beat the Nuggets in game one, but they they lost to uh, Portland in game one, and they lost to Houston in game one. Uh, but then they turned it around after that. And I'm pretty sure that the same thing is going to happen here. Uh, the Heat just don't have anybody to truly contend with AD and LeBron. I just, I don't see it happening I as much as I would love for it to happen and I mean honestly really to me the matchup is so lopsided that really to me if the Lakers don't sweep this series it would be almost kind of like an embarrassment for them I mean they have had the best path possible out of like what's happened in the playoffs I mean they I mean obviously they were the number one seed so they deserved to play an eight seed uh, they handled Houston, even if they, if it had been OKC, I don't think it would have been any different. And then they were really fortunate to not have to play the Clippers. Um, although based on the way the Clippers played, I think they probably still would have won that series too. And then to get the heat out of the East is a really big benefit for them to not have to, you know, deal with like a Giannis or somebody like that. So I just, Jimmy Butler is just too inconsistent like he has a night where he'll get like 40 points and do all this amazing stuff and then the next couple games he doesn't really do anything like and then hero you know the same thing he had that one amazing game against boston and he's getting better but i just don't think he's going to be quite good enough to take it to that next level just yet maybe in a few years but not right now i the lakers really should not have any problem with this team i mean the Lakers are definitely going to be the best defensive team that the Heat have faced so far. Uh, the Lakers have a lot of veterans that know their roles, and you know they've accepted. And shut their, their mouth. And... Sorry. <laughs> what, what did you say? I said you said know their roles, and I said and shut their mouths. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they accept their roles, and you know do what everyone tells them to not do. <laughs> um, no, I. The Lakers shouldn't have any problem with this. And my guess is going to be that LeBron gets the finals MVP. Uh, you know, he's going to go out there and, you know, grab those uncontested rebounds. And, <laughs> and you know, get what are you those talking late... about, man? Those rebounds are so helpful. Yeah. He's going to get his triple doubles and all that. Or, you know, he's going to get his like 28, nine and nine for an almost triple double. And, you know, <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, he's going to get his layups and, you know, go four out of seven from the free throw line, get some free throws. <laughs> and, uh, 
uh, you know, then when the Lakers get a big lead, then he'll start making a he'll make a jump shot or two after that. Or and, if like it's uh, or if like it's crunch time, he'll just pass it all over the place and not take responsibility. Yeah, he'll, he'll pass it to <laughs> he'll pass it to Danny Green or Caruso uh, <laughs> or something. But I just don't see them getting in that type of a situation, though. I mean, the Lakers should steamroll the series, but like I said, I think the Heat steal Game One, and then the Lakers go on and steamroll them from there. All right, Connor, let's, uh, let's hear your take. Yeah. So hopefully heat and four. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Well, like I said, I mentioned my mind tends to change a little bit over the course of a day. And I was originally going to mirror Zach and take the Lakers in six, but you know, I kind of like how I did with the, the nuggets. Like, you know, I thought the Clippers were going to win that game, but then I switched to the nuggets you know, I did some thinking, and I think I'm going to take the Heat in seven games. Uh, definitely not going to be, you know, really adventurous and say Heat in five or anything like that. But uh, Heat in seven games, I think it's more so the fact that, like, I don't know. I think it's just that that chip on the shoulder that the Heat have. You know, like Zach said, no one thought they were supposed to be here. I mean, I'm sure everyone thought that they were going to beat the Pacers but you know, in the playoffs, but, I mean pretty much no one picked them to beat the Bucs and then pretty much no one picked them to beat the Celtics. And yet here they are standing in the finals, you know, facing down the best team in the NBA probably. So, um, and if I had to guess who the finals MVP is, I'm probably going to say Bam Adebayo. Um, and I mean, I think it is, I think it's mainly because I think he's going to be able to do a good job of containing Anthony Davis. I don't think, and I think that's probably going to be the biggest key for the heat in this series, because it's more so and from what I've seen when Anthony Davis has been the one that's been putting up the points for the Lakers. I mean, yeah, LeBron had 38 in that last game against the Nuggets, but um, for the most part, it's been Anthony Davis, whereas LeBron has been, you know, doing his normal thing. Like Eric was saying, you know, passing the ball and grabbing uncontested rebounds and stuff like that. So, um, and I think Autobio is going to do a great job of defending him. And I think Autobio, like, he's just been the heart and soul of this team throughout the playoffs. And, you know, they keep they keep defying the odds and they keep managing. I mean, and every day it's someone different stepping up. Like, and I think that's a good thing if you can consistently keep that up. Because normally it's, it's not a good thing when you, have, you don't really have a superstar and, um, you know, and you can't really rely on one person for consistent points. But... The fact is they, you know, everybody on their team keeps stepping up. Like one day it'll be Jimmy Butler and Bam. And then like the next day it's Tyler Hero and Jay Crowder. And then the next day it's Goran Dragic and Jimmy Butler. Like, you know, it's just they everybody on the team is performing and everybody, you know, is hungry for this championship. And I honestly think the Lakers are probably going to come into the, I think one thing that's going to hurt them, at least in the early games, like, yeah, I think they'll drop game one too, which is why I wanted to pick that thing but i think that they're still going to continue to underestimate the heat because i think their thought is going to be well yeah we dropped game one but we do that all the time and it's just the miami heat i think they're going to underestimate the heat and that's going to come back to bite them in the butt and i think you know even potentially the heat with that i think the heat could could win the first two games honestly like if i see how this is going i think the heat take the first two games and then i think that's going to wake the lakers up mm-hmm. and then they'll probably take the next two and then it'll be a dog fight you know game 5 6 and 7 so but you know the heat just have found a way to 
get past these better teams and, you know, play up to their opponents. And they're peaking at the right time. I think that's the important thing is that they're peaking at the right time. Whereas, I mean, I think with the Lakers, it's just like if even one of the one of the two between Anthony Davis and LeBron James has a bad night, then they're screwed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's the biggest problem for them. Whereas the Heat t- seem to have like every, people from everywhere seem to come out and have good games. Whereas you know the Lakers are definitely not going to be able to. You know if LeBron has a bad game, even if Anthony Davis has a good game, you know they're not going to be able to rely on Danny Green or KCP or Kuzma to you know carry the load that LeBron should have been carrying or AD should have been carrying if LeBron was having a good game. So. Um, I am definitely going. I mean, this is definitely an adventurous pick, even if I'm taking yeah, the game yeah. seven because the Lakers are so favored. And I did have I did have the Lakers in the finals at the beginning of the season. Um, I did have them losing to the Bucks, but um, yeah, I, I, I eight and seven. That's the, <laughs> All right. that's, that's I, I the so pick. Hope you're right, man. I so <laughs> yeah, tr- trust well, me. I the, hope so too. Here's the funny thing, though, is um, is Eric picked the Lakers to win the series, but watch. Watch the Heat <laughs> game one, like he predicted, and he's like, "Oh, maybe, maybe he'll win game two, and then maybe they'll win." <laughs> like, yeah, you you got to remember, it's not like I said through the whole time that the Warriors were going to win. I changed my stance. I did initially predict the Warriors, but then I changed my stance. Seems like you proceeded to pick the Raptors. I didn't I, like. I think you pick you change your stance. I think after the, the Raptors were up like three to two, and it was like. No, it was, it was no I, that, I, I think it was when they were up two to one. It was when they had that dominant game three win. I was like, okay, okay. the Raptors are taking it. And then I picked the Raptors every game. Mm-hmm. So after, so it wasn't like I, for anybody who's been to this <laughs> podcast, I'm not an idiot. I wasn't like, Warriors are going to win the championship, but I picked the Raptors like, every game. Like, <laughs> the Raptors will win every game. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not, go uh, go back and watch our podcast episodes from yeah, way yeah. back in the day. <laughs> that, like, that, that, over a year that, and a half now. Like, <laughs> I will say, if the Heat go up, you know, if the Heat go up two zero, like Connor thinks could possibly happen. If that happens, I might change my stance, but. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, until then, keep flip flopping, Eric. Keep flip flopping. Until then, <laughs> I, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry to keep uh, dragging you for that, but <laughs> I, Nate, haven't heard from you in a little while. But I, I know you're not the biggest NBA guy, but of course it's the finals here. So I got to hear your prediction and a prediction for finals MVP. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, I'm not. I haven't watched a whole lot of the playoffs. Um, definitely not as much as I would have liked. Um. Definitely would, would not have picked the Heat to have made it this far um, coming into the bubble. So that was definitely a shock for me. Um, I think they'll make it competitive, but I'm definitely going to go with the Lakers here. I think it'll be um, at least five games. I could see six. Um, I could definitely see the Heat going and upsetting them once or twice because um, they have the guys to, you know, do it. Maybe like the first game could be upset and then. Um, maybe one more, but I definitely think that, you know, they, they got past the Celtics and the guys in the East, but none of those teams have a guy like LeBron, let alone LeBron and AD. And if both of them come in and play like they're capable of, I don't see how um, the Heat get through that. So I'm going, my official prediction, I'm going to go Lakers in five. And I think LeBron's going to end up being the MVP. Um, just the way he's played in these past, you know, the last few times he's made the finals, he's gone crazy. And um, mm-hmm. obviously, if they're going to beat the Heat, he has to be at his best. So um, that's my uh, uneducated 
uh, NBA <laughs> pick, but don't forget about it. <laughs> All right, yeah. You're, you're setting yourself up, Nate, in case the Lakers don't win in five to be like, well, what? you know, I, yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I, don't really, I don't really watch this. I was just the majority, okay? Like, don't hate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap things up for this episode. But before we end the show, I do want to give a special announcement that tomorrow. So if you're listening to this right now on Tuesday, on Wednesday, you should hear another podcast out that I'm going to be a guest in. Uh, Brody Sports Talk podcast. We've had some co-hosts from from their show on to talk about NFL uh, a couple weeks ago, and they're having me. I wonder on how Sean. Things. I wonder how Sean feels like the feels about the Eagles oh, right I'll now. Ask him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going to be on their their podcast episode on Wednesday. So go go definitely listen to that. It's, I'm I'm expecting a lot of great things with that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So. You'll hear me again tomorrow if you if you choose to listen to Brody's talk. But um, other than that, guys, that's going to wrap things up for this episode. We'll be back with you next week to show you how the lockboard went and see how the finals have been going up to that point. And, of course, another week of football, the most dramatic sport in the world. So <laughs> <laughs> so the, that's, uh, that's what's coming up next, guys. But until then, be clutch. Bye. See ya. Peace.